Blog Talk Radio. Did you know that elders and others are losing their rights to liberty and property? Anyone can petition a court to have a person deemed incapacitated. What if that person is you? The adult guardianship system was created to protect incompetent people and their assets. A court-appointed guardian, sometimes a total stranger, can force you into a nursing home and sell your home to pay for services. Treasured belongings can disappear as you are drugged and isolated from loved ones. Why does this happen? Unfortunately, the courts don't have the funding to supervise and audit cases. A guardian makes all decisions decisions on your behalf, taking control of your assets with little accountability. The potential for abuse is frightening. Luckily, not all guardians exploit those under their care, but when they do, there's really nowhere to go for help. The National Association to Stop Guardian Abuse, NASGA, is working to reform adult guardianship to return it to its once noble purpose of protecting the human rights to life, liberty, and property and ending financial exploitation of assets. Are you or your loved ones protected? To learn more, visit StopGuardianAbuse.org. Good evening, everybody. Mark Radio again for episode of Get Your Tell you, this gets worse. We went through it. You would think with all the exposure that, that other, what's the matter? It's it's, it's doing that beeping again. What? Uh, I don't hear anything on this end. But now it stops. Oh. Okay. Um, it's going to be Lord. one of those nights. <laughs> yes, it is. And I'm already frazzled from trying all oh. day to get Sherman sounded. And then I already had it loaded from when she was on the last. <laughs> it's just not my day. Um, <laughs> but anyway, joining us tonight is Sherman Sowers, who sings the song Regret and has gone through quite an ordeal with her mom. We also have Reverend uh, who's going to be talking about everything he always does, always adds a lot to the conversation, and of course, Kaz, my sidekick, um, that helps me so much with these shows, with me, so we're going to get this off to a ripper, and start. we're going to do just to see if it'll work, we're going to play Charmin's song right off the bat, see if this works, so hold on, everybody. been lying here, thinking about the day we met, the day forever was set, and how much time we've got left, I find myself crying, my eyes out, I gotta make you believe in me, without one doubt, I'm Regret from 
Sounds good. We're always getting new fans, aren't we, Marty? Look at our numbers going up. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. And welcome Ooh, everybody must... from from the yes. courthouse. Welcome. welcome. <laughs> don't don't learn. Welcome. Get hey, on make, your call and hit, some... hit the number one. Yes, hit the number one. That and would join be the awesome. conversation. Yes. Absolutely. Don't sit back there and, and lurk. So, so wait a <laughs> yep. minute. Am I misunderstanding something here? We have a courthouse that's trying to help us? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. no. They're they're looking no. What they do is they oh. listen to these shows, Carmen, and they try to get information that they can use against somebody to prosecute them. <laughs> get yes. her done. Yes. Yeah, yes. get her and done. All my, I wonder which ward will be paying their fee. So what they do is they uh, bill, they're going to bill somebody for these listening hours. So Marty's yes. seen that happen all over the country. So Yeah, I had one gonna, show that they're uh, gonna, over a, a, a guardian out in uh, California who billed the estate for the guardian and two of his employees to sit and listen to my radio show, and they charged $100 an hour. He got 300 wow. They got 100 to sit and listen to my – they charged yeah. the estate for that. Um, well, you've got 1.5 so million people following you now. Of course they want to listen to you. <laughs> well, we get all yep. kinds of interference on our shows uh, all of them. You ought to hear the USDA shows for the black farmers. Honest God, USDA is all over us, but we're still well, here. And we're going to well, keep coming back, too. I'm like a bad penny. I just keep showing up. But, Australia <laughs> sent USC sent assist from the country of Australia. What? When you oh, got yes. a cease and desist out of Australia, and you, yeah. you said, I don't live there. Yeah. Uh, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. I know. Yeah. They and had Marty's to back the nice off the one. Yeah. Yeah. I am. And Marty's the nice one. Watch out for it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So yep, they yep. say. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. I just You mean, I just you mean add, they really expected you to listen all the way from uh, the United States to the, to the Australians? Yeah. They thought I was going to. No, that's not happening. And uh, well, then they had to. Um, because I do so many shows with the Australians, and then they, uh, Chris Dallas, who is um, the head of um, the association over there, is in the summit with us every year, and um, <laughs> we've been working quite closely with them. And I mean, it's just as bad, if not worse, over there. And um, <laughs> so uh, they do. They listen to the shows, and then they send me letters of how they're going to sue me. And what are you going to sue me for? You know, <laughs> I'm, knock your damn self out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're too smart. Yeah, you would give them a run for their money in court anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, it wouldn't be a fun day for them. But it no, just remember uh, Rebecca Furley tried to sue Marty. Now she's sitting in jail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rebecca, Rebecca Furley, Furley. Out of Florida. We tried oh, to really? out her ten years ago. She's a an out and out predator, and she's another one like uh, April Parks in Nevada who kept the ashes of people she had murdered. And um, April Parks kept hers in a uh, storage locker where only she could see the urns. But Furley kept hers on lighted shelves in her office. And like wow. any good serial killer, they kept tro- mm-hmm. trophies, serial killer trophies. And so the Nardella Law Firm down there um, wrote me letters telling me that they were going to sue me and I had to remove anything referring to her. And I said no. And um, 
this was my last chance, take it down, or we're going to know. And um, <laughs> you know, this is the character defamation. No, we just stated the truth, and personally, I didn't say anything. My guests did. And, um, you know, I can't – there's nothing I can do about that. Uh, so this is your last chance. Service by email is now considered legal service. And my response was, you realize it's a felony to threaten a lawsuit and then not follow through. <laughs> I never heard that. And uh, <laughs> that was the end of that. So, uh, <laughs> you go, girl. You know, it's, it just, it, they're on me all the time. And, uh, you know, somebody said, well, we need to do something about you. And how much money are you making off of that? I'm not making a dime. In fact, I'd appreciate a donation, thank you. But they never do. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, so that's yeah. just the way that is. Um, and I say our guest tonight, and Reverend Ralph, I want you to chime in here too when you get a minute and you get an opening, uh, is Sherman Sowards. And she sang that song that got hacked up so bad when I tried to play it. A beautiful song. It's written for her mother. The it first time like- I interviewed, did it sound okay oh, yeah. on your end? Yeah, it sounded okay. fine, like like it started clearing up. Okay, mm-hmm. good. But the first time I interviewed her, she had her mother with her, and they did the interview from a closet. They closed themselves up in a closet because agents for this guardian were outside the house trying to peer in the windows and get in the doors and everything. So they hid in the closet, did the interview from there. And, we sure um, did. But this is, this is how bad this gets. The stalking and the surveillance and the attempts to corner people and threaten them and antagonize them. And this goes on all the time. And we have cases of gang stalking uh, against people that are fighting the guardianship system. I'm going to say this, and then, Charmin, I want you to chime in here. But we cannot fix this system. It is not broken. It is running exactly the way they intended it to run. It's not broken. It needs to be abolished. It needs to be done away with. Um, this is this is not workable. What These do you mean it's not need, broken? It's not broken. It's running exactly the way they set it up. Right. That's what it's, I wanted you to say. It's doing exactly what they they wanted it to do. And um, exactly. That's just the reason they brought them into out of civil courts, state courts, constitutional courts where you're bound by the Constitution and the law, the Code of uh, Civil Procedure, the rules of evidence. You're bound by all this due process, all of that. But in a tribunal, which is what this is, no such thing applies. And they will tell people that when they come in. You can't use the Constitution. You don't have any rights in here. Um, The law is what I say it is, but they aren't dealing with law. They are dealing with code, statute, and regulations that they themselves erected to benefit them. And um, like I say, it's not broken. Uh, It just needs to be done away with. It is an attack on the elderly in this country and the disabled. This is that our government allows this to continue. Yes, our children that allows this to continue and not only allows it, but provides funding and refuses to act on behalf of the public. This is this is a screaming shame. And um, yeah. we've gone to so many of these people, and I, I was talking today, there was a staffer for a senator up in Minnesota who, who said to me, oh, Marty, she said, probate saves the state so much money. And I said, no, sweetie, probate makes the state a whole bunch of money. <laughs> There's a difference. Yeah. And um, But it's just uh, the the crap I have heard out of these political people is just – 
it's mind-numbing. It is absolutely mind-numbing. Uh, they're either obtuse, inherently stupid, intentionally ignorant, but in any case, they are not serving the public. They are not serving the public. And I'm going to say this again. If you contact one of these people and they say, well, I can't talk to you because you're not in my district, then you reserve your vote so that it covers only the people in your district so that it doesn't apply to me. I don't care how you vote. You can't talk to me. Don't vote on, on my behalf. Don't say you did anything for me, pro or con. Right. And um, But this is one of the things that they come up with. Oh, you're not in my district. So what? Why are you voting Bob on Casey stuff that applies that to, to me? me then? Let's huh? all, let, since Montgomery, Bob Casey did that to me, since our friends in Pennsylvania are listening, we sent emails, a whole bunch of people sent emails, and Bob Casey's office said that because I lived in Wisconsin, they couldn't help me, even though my loved one was in an abusive guardianship in Pennsylvania. They couldn't help me. So Well, he's worthless as tits on a board anyway. But, oh, my um, gosh. So anything he votes like for, when he votes to raise my taxes, my taxes yeah. shouldn't get raised because he's like, yeah. I don't count. Yeah. You know? No, you don't. That's gotta have, and he doesn't have yeah, to Yeah, that's got to get worked out. Did no, you see where that one was? She was a representative. Uh, they were nailing her on something she was promoting. This has been a couple years ago. And she said they needed the law to stop being so that they could stop being spammed by the public when we didn't like something. <laughs> Wow. Get the hell out of there, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Um, you know that's just that's just the way it is. But the guardianship machine rolls on, and it claims more and more victims every day, and we have no help anywhere. And by, by the way, that person in that tribunal is not a judge. The judge implies you're dealing with the law. That's the legal term. It means you deal with the law, you deal with the Constitution, and those things that are, are involved with that. These people are not judges. Now, they may have served as an actual judge in a state court, but in the tribunal setting, they are a ministerial clerk or a hearing examiner, and they are contracted to one, if not several, of the agencies you're fighting. They're collecting a paycheck from us. So then that means they we don't have to show up for court, right? There you go. And um, but, uh, what, what, is, what, yeah. about, what, can, what can they do? Yeah. If you don't show up. Really? They do if everybody just stepped away. You yeah, know, you just send said, me no, something we're in the mail. So I'd say, well, I'm not showing up. Matter of fact, I had one guardian, this last guardian that actually almost killed my mom uh, uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, she told me that I had to prove this was my house, and um, I had to show up for court. And I said, I will tell you something right now. First of all, do your homework. From the last guardian that tried this on me, I said, "You can tell that judge, and they all know me down there. You can tell him, I won't be there." <laughs> Guess what? Nothing happened. Uh, wow. Well, see, this, is what I, this is what I've been told. This can activate only if you step inside that tribunal. Exactly. And, um, That's what I tell everybody, yeah. Marty. Why are you showing yeah. up? Yeah. This is an administrative, and see, and there again, this highlights, we have all of these, we have multiple systems running. We have the actual constitutional courts, your civil and criminal courts. 
We have your administrative courts that deal with statute and code, and they deal with agencies and all of that so that they don't have to deal with the law. And then you have the tribunals, which is what probate is. And it's all modeled on the military tribunals. They don't – when you sign up for the military – uh, you are expatriated. Read that contract. That is a contract. You are expatriated for the term of your enlistment, and you don't get your citizenship back until you muster out. And so they are not bound by the Constitution, by the laws of the United States, none of that. They make their own laws, their own rules, and that is what someone who's brought before them is subjected to, what they say is wrong. And that can be, that's like if you get into a big fight with, let's say, somebody in the Army and you beat the crap out of them, they can charge you for damaging government-issued property. Because once you sign that enlistment paper, you are property. Mm. You are not a U.S. citizen. You are a piece of whatever that number is they give you. Mm. So think about that the next time you sign up to go kill people you don't know. And uh, I'm sorry that I (laughs) You get me off on some, hey, of, some of that stuff. Hey, you're crazy. telling it like it is. That's what I love yeah. you for. Yeah, it just, but uh, this is, that's a contract. Everything you sign, like, you know, you go to apply for a driver's license, you're applying to enter a contract with the state. And they, only it's a hidden contract, and you don't know all the terms of it, although contract law, another set of laws, it, you know, um, says that you're supposed to be advised. All parties are supposed to be advised of all uh, the the terms of the contract, but you aren't. You don't know what all's hidden behind that. And uh, but anyway, you are applying. Anytime you apply to get a license or anything else, you are entering a contract. You are applying to contract with whatever state agency or organization that is. And uh, it's like I'll tell you something else. And I just came up today. A friend of mine got um, a notice from a collection agency that said. She owed X amount of dollars, and did she agree to that? And, you know, it went on about that. And, you know, sign this and send it back to us. She goes, I, I said, if you sign that and send it back, I'm going to slap your head into next week. <laughs> what you are doing when you sign that, that's a contract. And you are agreeing that you owe that money whether you do or you don't. And even if you do or you don't, you never did business with this bunch anyway, so they have no rights. You have to sign the contract and send it back, and you are accepting them as the person now you owe or the entity that you owe money to. And this also allows them to call your employer, bug your neighbors, rifle your mailbox, do all kinds of things to you that they couldn't do if you didn't sign that. But you agreed to the contract when you signed that paper and sent it back. said you must sign and return. No, you don't. You don't mustn't. You don't have to sign that. And don't do it. They can't do anything. Yeah, I went and You didn't like contract that. with them. Yeah, you didn't contract with them. But remember, everything is contract. Everything. When Pelosi, oh God, I can't stand that woman, um, talks about yeah. everything is equity, everything is contract. This is exactly what she's talking about. They've set it up so everything is a contract. And when you sign your name, you fill out that application, you are applying to enter a contract. And now mm. you're in a whole different ball field. Don't ever sign that stuff. And um, when I went to get my driver's license here, which was quite a battle, I had to go to Senator Warnock's office and get help there to get my license. 
I had all these papers, 50-some documents. One thing I didn't have was my marriage license from 50 years ago. I had the divorce papers, <laughs> but I didn't couldn't find the <laughs> license. They wouldn't give me my driver's license. Um, it is absolutely disgusting, and he finally Why uh, wouldn't they went give you your social- driver's license? Because I was missing that document. <laughs> they weren't sure who I was. Wow. I, yeah. And like I say, I had a stack of documents there, and every time they asked for something, I handed it to them. And uh, But I didn't have that marriage license. And, um, uh, you know, it's just, I was just, and when I went in to get the license, because Senator Warnock's office helped me out, and this lady from Georgia Drivers Legal Services helped me out, when I went in there, they had a special window open for me. Oh, I felt like a queen. And I went up there, and this young lady was waiting on me. She was very nice. There's a lady standing behind her. She goes, just who is it you know? And I said, why would you like me to bring them in here so you can talk to them? And she just looked at me and here this process that I had gone through the first time of this stack of documents and signing this and look at that and fill this out and all that. All of a sudden, I didn't have to do any of that. It was sign this you're on your license and see you they said you'll have your wow. license in a week i went in there on friday and i had my license on monday and um but it's just um wow. I, I don't know we need to on the guardianship thing and we've tried to do this because he knows we have tried to do this but we desperately need groups to form you know i in each i state. have a friend up marty I have a friend mm-hmm. that has some influence in changing laws. Matter of fact, he changed a lot of laws in the prison system because he ended uh-huh. up going to prison for something he didn't do. And uh, mm-hmm. while he was in there, he learned law, and he got the attention of the Clintons, the Bushes, um, wow. and Obama. He got certificates and letters, and I mean, I saw it. I I saw the yeah. certificates wow. and. And uh, he told me to let everybody know that, you know, no better people to make laws than the people that are being burned by them. And, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. so, uh, just letting people know, uh, I don't know how we could get people to uh, put their ideas in with what they've been treated and what what they could uh, suggest in well, the law should be made to stop these people in this tribunal, uh, no government yeah. place um, that yeah. we probably shouldn't even walk in when they send us stuff in the mail. <clears throat> How can we change the laws that makes it hard on them? Uh, look, I'll tell you what. Uh, back when Mary Rowan was doing this to me with, with my mom, uh-huh. she, uh, I was at the Social Security office. And this is when Trump was in, okay? And this big guy from the government just happened to be coming in. And uh, we were telling him that Mary Rowan was a serial kidnapper and trying to get my mom, my mom's money in her name. And the big guy said he, you know, came from the government and he was, uh, he was sent out to uh, change things in the Social Security office. 
And he, he agreed. He said, yeah, Mary Rowan. He goes, she's something else. He goes, uh, she's got a lot of people, this and this and that. Well, I used to get my mom's money in my name. Uh, it's called payee status because Social right. Security is federal. So gov, gov, uh, guardians are not or anybody don't have rights to that money. But uh, I remember when Mary Rowan was taking my mom's money through Social Security, I would go and take it back, and then she would take it back. She would apply, then I would apply, then she would apply, then I would apply. It was, uh, but I learned uh, something how to get it. I'm not going to say it since your um, uh, big dogs in them high towers is listening. I'm not going to give them my secrets. But anyway, I yeah. always ended up with my <laughs> I always ended up with my mom's money. And uh, uh, this last time, I just went in there to get my mom's money from Social Security and two different offices. The first office said, well, you can't get her money because you're not the guardian. I said, ma'am, I said, who told you that? Uh, She said, ma'am, I know my job. I said, obviously you don't, honey, and I'm not, she was getting smart with me first. I said, no, honey, yeah. I said, I'm not being smart with you, but that's federal. I said, look in my uh, history here, look up Mary Rowan, and you will see that I took it away from that guardian about 20 times. Uh, well, she couldn't get it. So then uh, she goes, well, we'll just make an appointment to go on the phone because they're still using COVID as an excuse not to work. Yeah. So yeah. I, I went ahead and made the appointment, and then I went to another office, and that late, those people kind of had a little bit more sense, but uh, they told me the same thing. Well, you're not guardian, so you can't have it. I said, ma'am, that's federal. Nobody can touch federal money. Only uh, uh, right. you can't tell me I can't have payee status of my mom's money. Um, so then the boss come by. I said, ma'am, look in there. I said, you'll see that I did have it over a guardian. I said, so that is not true. I don't know whose memo you got. I said, but they're sending it. They're telling you wrong. And you guys are giving the American people and people that have. Uh, so this is new to me. This is why right. I'm like shocked because now Social Security, some some big uh, evil guardian has scared Social Security to tell people when they want to get their payee status that you can't have it unless you're guardian. I told them, I said, that is a lie. I said, you tell me when that law changed. Of course they couldn't. Well, I opened a case up against this guardian while I was there and uh, let them know what's going on. I'm in court. And as a matter of fact, y'all, I have the 25th, I have a court date to terminate the guardian that uh, almost come one day of killing my mother through starvation. Um, Oh, my God. Um, Yeah. uh, I just got back from Nashville, and uh, me and the guardian was talking. I thought me and her were getting along. And I even got texts from the time I left, uh, text messages, to the whole time I'm in uh, uh, Tennessee looking after my mom, making sure – did you get my mom a phone? She constantly kept saying yes. At one point, she asked me to pay for half. I didn't have no problem, but kept going and going. And then uh, uh, I I went and paid the bill. I said, uh, and I'll still pay for the phone. 
Well, it never happened. Even up till I found my mom almost dead, she kept saying, yes, we're going to get her phone in a few days. Um, and she kept telling me, your mom's fine, this and this and that. Well, the whole, at one point, okay, when I left, I had my mom in a really nice group home. And the only reason she had to leave my home is me and you talked about this, Marty, many times. Yes. That my, how, how troubled my mom is. My mom yes. is very, very troubled. Um, and, Marty, you know what I've done to try to save yep. my mom and help my mom. And at the same time, she would, uh, because she's not in her right mind, she would, right. but yet she's smart. Uh, and, and I've come to the conclusion, and, and I'm sure uh, uh, Reverend Ralph, is that his name? Yes, yes. I'm yeah. sure he can understand what I'm talking about. Um I've, I've come to the conclusion that there's a spiritual thing with my mom because she has, she's too smart. But, yeah. but the thing is, and then, and then she don't remember certain things she says. This is why I, you know, I have really turned to God on things because nothing else is working. Right. And, uh, uh, I mean, it's just not, like you said, it's made to be this way. So yes. what else can we fight with? Okay. You know, I know the Bible says we fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers in high places, which is the devil. Okay. I mean, we all know that. Scripture. Um, so we're not fighting these people. We're fighting the Satan himself, um, the evils of this world. <clears throat> so I have really got on my knees this past year and three months and um, asked God to help me, guide me, lead me, which he has. Um, so while I was in, when I left for Nashville, I left my mom in a nice group home. And like I said, the only reason I did not keep her at my house is because she's so troubled uh, that she ended up putting me in jail and she don't even remember doing it. Oh, wow. Yep, and and the whole time I was praying that she would come to her right mind and tell the truth. She told the cops that I smashed her hand, smashed her cigarette, and, and destroyed her property. Well, then the cops came and asked me, and I told them my side of the story. Um, well, then they come back, back out there again and ask me again, and I said, you're trying to trick me, and I already told you. So he goes, okay. So he grabs my hand and, and starts putting cuffs on me. I said, what are you doing? Oh. And I was resisting, but not like they were saying I was. I said, I yeah. told you my side of the story. How, what are you doing? Well, tell us, tell, us what, tell us again. I said, I'm not going to. So anyway, they took me to jail. And you've got to understand, these cops hate me here because I, we have two great judges over here uh, in my neighborhood, and they love justice. Okay. Matter of mm-hmm. fact, they should wow. be on the Supreme Court of Michigan. Not probate now. Yeah. Not probate. Um, this is like, you know, for domestic license, you know, traffic and stuff like that. And, right. you know, if whatever, you know. But uh, I have, as you know, I experienced with Mary Rowan when she tried to kidnap my mom. I squirted her with a hose and she prosecuted yeah. me. And remember, I yeah. took her in court. Well, witches and don't like water. It makes them catch fire. No, but uh, my, my uh, FBI friend in Texas told me I could have filled her full of bullets and got away with it because she was on my property when she tried to kidnap yes. my mama. So she's lucky. Yep. Actually, wow. back then, I was pretty rough. She's lucky I didn't take her to the ground. 
You know, wow. but God's been working on me, Marty. I've been changing my ways, you know. But, All uh, right. Yeah, but uh, I thought water was pretty nice. But the thing was about all that is I beat her in court. She prosecuted me. I got the prosecutor fired. I exposed five attorneys and because uh, they were all on Mary Rowan's side, basically telling me I have no rights and I should not be squirting a public servant. And I proved in court that I had every right to squirt that public servant who was coming to kidnap my mother while I had a contract of guardianship. Wow. So I, that gave wow. me more rights to uh, – yeah. because, see, I, only, look, I don't believe in guardianship, but at the time I was so dumb. No, either. Uh, Mom was uh, on drugs at the time, and some dumb cop that don't know his laws and know, don't – you know, they need reform. They need all to be re- retrained. Matter of fact, I think I got them trained in my city now. But uh, they all don't know guardianship. I told them, y'all don't tell me about guardianship. I know all about it. They're telling me uh, this and this and that, you know, the whole time they was coming to my house. I said, you don't know what, you don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, yes, I, oh, you do? Then tell me the law. You tell me this and you, t- they could not. I said, all you are doing is helping these guardians kidnap people wrongfully. All they got to do is show you some piece of paper that they stole from the courthouse, from the judge's quarters, and signed it themselves, you big dummies. Yes. You know, you so, yeah, and that's why they hate me here, because I call them dummies. I tell them to go suck their lollipops at the uh, station and get off my property if you ain't going to do nothing. They hate me. So, so, so they, oh, yeah. Matter of fact, th- this last time, this one cop, he, uh, he was, uh, when I told the guardian, I said, you tell that judge in Detroit. You tell him I won't be there. Uh, matter of fact, then that, that cop, uh, I said, so y'all, I actually went to chase her, and they were on her side. Charmin, don't you hit her. Well, I wasn't going to hit her. I was just chasing her off my property. So then when he there said you go. that, I, I went after him, and uh, he started running from me. And then old Big Dog, who was like uh, about 11 foot, at least he looked it to me anyway, uh, yeah. I went up in his face and I said, if you ain't going to do nothing, and I screamed it, Marty, I said, yeah. get off my property. And he stood there wow. while I screamed right up his nose. And he stood there and I said, what did I tell you? Uh, Marty, I, look it, man, I can get mean now, okay? Well, anyway, yep. so he, he stood right there. And I said, well, I'm escorting you off now. Like, you guys understand escorting? I'm escorting you. He goes, I can walk off myself. I said, then get off. Oh, they hate wow. me, Marty. They hate me because I, cause there ain't no law against screaming in their face and up their nose. So that's what I did. <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah. So, but, but mom, uh, you know, people like me that are trying to help their loved one, their mother, who works against them, uh, you know, you, you, you're doing everything you can to help your mother, and then you get in court. I, don't, I even had my mom out of, gar, out of guardianship, and she went back in there and told him, my daughter's beating me, and I want a new guardian. After I got her out of it. Oh, wow. Oh, that, mama. That and is that's when Candace was helping me. Remember that? Yes, yes. And see, that's yeah, I remember that. That's an aspect of this that a lot of people – um, kind of brush by or don't acknowledge 
is you can be in these situations where the person you are trying to save and protect becomes combative. And it's yes. the stress of it. It is the psychological torture of what's going on. There may be other problems, too, that add in here. But they can become combative. And I've had other cases where, um, you know, they, they've turned on the son or the daughter or whomever, the very person that's trying to save them. And uh, yeah. I think it's an odd twist to all of this. And it's hard yeah. enough mm-hmm. when you're fighting this bunch of predators to have the person you're trying so hard to, you know, to save from them um, takes a turn like that. It, it is extremely difficult. And those are the cases they always hold out and say, well, the victim said this and they said that. And they wouldn't right. have said it if it was true. Well, if they're not in the right That's mind, right. they sure would have. And yeah. um you know, so it's just that there's another aspect to this, and I've seen many people get caught up in this, and they're just absolutely traumatized because yes. they can't believe the person causing them the most trouble, fighting them the worst, is the very person they're trying to save. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the case yep. where uh, she put me in jail, uh, it was it was crazy because that night all of them cops, I thought they were watching a football game. Because I heard yeah. them all around midnight go, yeah, like, oh, wow, know, we got her. We got her. Yeah. We got her. And I'm sitting in there going, get her done, boys, because in the morning, I'm getting ready to wake up to the best judge in the whole wide world, and I'm going to tell her everything <laughs> y'all done to me. So yep. so I'm like, I slept well on that uh, cement uh, bed there. Yeah, I yeah. sure did. Um, so I woke up the next morning, and there's uh, Miss Judge Hessen, and um, so they're telling their side. She resisted, Your Honor. Oh, she, oh, we this and we that, and her mother said that you know, telling going on, oh, acting like yeah. they, they caught a criminal, you know. So I'm going, yeah. waiting on my turn, you know, and uh, so yep. I'm like, I already knew my judge was ready to hear what I had to say. So then right. it was my turn, and I said, no, Your Honor. I said, I did not resist. I said, I simply was wondering why they put cuffs on me because when I told them my side of the story already, and when I wouldn't tell them the second time, they cuffed me up. So the judge said, What'd she say? well, we're just going to she, – she, she just said, well, we're going to put a no-contact order on you and your mom. So that's what we, they did. And uh, I ended up staying in a motel till the till the trial. It ended up getting dropped. Uh, my mom came to her senses. I was on my knees, Reverend Ralph. You just don't even know. And I was praying that the <laughs> demons in her would would move aside, and they, and they did. And she told the judge, Your Honor, nobody takes better care of me than my daughter. I'm not a victim, sir, and I don't even remember it. Wow! Wow! So, what did so, what did the judge say? He he. Well, see, these guys knew that I loved my mom. These two judges yeah. knew how I protected her from Mary Rowan. Remember, so they yes. knew something wasn't right with this because I was doing, I was protecting my mom. Um, yeah. So, but he told her. He said, Wanda, you know, you need help. And uh, he goes, Judge goes, I I feel good about this. He goes, I'm gonna. Uh, and my mom said, Please get my mom, my daughter home now. My house is falling apart. And he said, well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, dismiss this case. He goes and take my chances. He goes, I have a good feeling everything's going to work out. 
and it did, of course. Well, then after wow. that, mom, I think mom realized something was wrong with her and that uh, she was going to hurt me because even at one point, mom told the cops that I put a gun to her mouth and I wasn't even home. Oh, I was out singing oh somewhere. I come home. Oh. Thank God I filmed the singing because they, yeah. I mean, they literally swarmed my house. Remember, they hate me, so they want to embarrass me. Yep. So I'm like, get her yep. done. This is fun. So they had, they had, yeah. uh, they were surrounding me. Uh, put up your hands. And uh, so I'm like, what's going on? And as a matter of fact, it was Sergeant Smith, the one that uh, acts like he's really helping us. And um, uh, so I put up my hands, and anyway, he, they come in there, and they found the gun that Mom was talking about. It was my grandpa's World War II gun. Um, oh. And he, he, he took it, and uh, 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 she... Uh, so anyway, I said, sir, I have a video where I just got home, and I was singing. God, I had that video, and I showed him the video. Anyway, they come in here looking at the gun. Trying, they was trying to make me look feel like uh, like they was uh, invading my space. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, I'm like, get her done. I mean, do what you got to do. So anyway, he took the gun at to this act. Actually, to this point, he still has not given me that gun back, and he even said, well, let's just keep it until, uh, because we don't know if your mother might uh, turn it on herself or whatever, whatever. And I'm like, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. Well, they still won't give me that gun back. So now let me explain how uh, when I found my mom this last time, when I come back from Nashville, and I'll, and and uh, when they when they broke into my house this last time, I, I I told that sucker I said where is my gun, and I was filming them and I sent it to the courts. They don't even they don't even get it, they don't even get it. You don't mess with me in my city. So anyway, okay. Uh, I swear, you know, I have been praying so hard uh, for my mom's demons to just leave her. And I think that I have been on my knees so hard that those demons that went out, some of them, not all of them are out because she's still trouble, but she's a lot better. I got Yeah. Uh, I think some of these demons went into this guardian because what attorney dummy guardian would leave a trail on text messages and, and uh, phone calls? Uh, she gave me permission when I come home from Nashville to go see my mother. I have it all on text. So when I go see my mom, my mom's, uh, I have to go up 17 stairs, 17 steps to go see my mom. My mom is laying there in the dying process, literally the cloud over her eye, and her eyes were sunk in. I don't know if you've ever seen someone the day they die, but that's what happens. Their eyes will sink in their head. And the cloud comes over their eyes, and you can't see the color of their eyes. And the reason why I knew she was in the death process, because I remembered when my father was dying that morning, I I almost freaked out. And I was like, what is happening? Because he had that same thing. And uh, my uncle said, Charmin, he's dying. And so when I saw my mom like that, I knew she was dying. And I started flipping out. And I literally put my hands on her and started praying. And, um, uh well, it it had to be God because uh, she. I know it was God. There, there's no doubt in my mind. I, I I'd be lying if I didn't say it. Um, 
So I, I said, Mom, you can't lay here. And I'm actually watching to see if I see any demonic activity in her because I knew if, the, if I seen demons, I couldn't take her home because they would say I'd done something and I'd be in jail. And um, so I, I, just saw, I just knew. I said, Mom, do you want to come home? She said, yes. I said, so I called the guardian, left her text message after text messages for two days, telling her mom's dying oh my god something's going on i'm going to take her home get her fed i will bring her back so i'm like letting her know i'm not working against you but i was not i'm like are you even aware my mom's dying in a group yeah you just got her she just got her out of a nursing home that was starving her to death and put her in this group home when she really needed to be in a nursing home I wow. I got uh, I recorded these two girls that were in that home later on and and they didn't know I was recording them and they admitted that the guardian said will you take care of her the guardian asked us to take care of your mom I said what how long is my mom well, how long was my mom laying up there she said she was laying there 5 days I'm like well she just got there 5 days ago she goes she goes your mom hasn't moved or nothing so I'm like, wait a minute. She got my mom out of the group home, then sticks her uh, in a, uh, or not, she got her out of the nursing home, sticks her in a group home for five days, and now I find, lets me see my mom, sends me text messages that I can go see my mom. I go see my mom, and my mom's almost dead. What dummy lets you do that? Guardians, wow. you know how they are. They try to keep you from your loved yeah. ones. So yes. was she trying to get me for for uh, yeah, yes. uh, kidnapping? That was a setup. Well, no, she yeah, it was probably a setup. died and they were going to blame you for it. You are going to say exactly. you did something to her. And it backfired yeah. on them, Marty, because Jesus yeah. healed my mom from the bed to my car. I took a picture. I meant to take a picture with when she was in the dying, with the, you know, the, how her eyes were like they were with the cloud. But I was so traumatized, the first thing I could think of was just lay my hands on her and pray the prayer of faith that God the healer. So then when I got her in the car, I took the picture um, because I had to cover my butt to show that this was going yeah. on. But at the same time, I'm like, surely, uh, you know, she wouldn't mind me taking my mom and helping my mom, you know. So I got my mom home within two hours mom's color came back and then i i got her some beans and potatoes and i cooked them real fast first of all i gave her some uh peanut butter because that's all she could eat she was starved i mean she was skinny as a rail yeah. um she, she couldn't eat much um i got her orange juice electrolytes with the uh gatorade yep. you know all this stuff to just get her mm-hmm. uh well, the whole time I'm taking care of her, I'm not even realizing that God has miraculously healed her. Till I looked at the picture, because I started thinking, I got to look at, I, I just started, you know how you think, you got to cover your butt because I know yeah. they'll look for anything. So I looked at the camera and that cloud was off my mom's eyes. And oh, wow. her eyes were not sunk in. That means, and look at, you don't have to believe me, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you the truth, and I, I've got my Bible right here, and I'm putting my hand on it. I saw my mom come back from death. Wow. Jesus, 
look at there was not a lick of food from that bed to that car when I took that picture. Wow. And I I prayed, I put my hands on her and God healed her from there. And uh they told me she was laying there five days. Um wow. and then when I said, Mom, do you want to come home? She got up so fast, it was like God empowered her. God gives power her. She said, Charmin, I don't even know how I got down them stairs. I said, Mom, it was God. It was God. So we got, I, of course, she was leaning on me, and I, had, I was walking her down the stairs while she was on me, you know, but she was doing it. So uh, anyway, so two days later, the guardian texted me. Well, wait, wait, let me rewind here. I'm still texting her, sending her pictures, uh, even still not accusing her because I didn't realize it was starvation. Right. I kind of did, but I didn't know. I didn't because I was unsure. I didn't know what was going on. She's dying. I didn't know if she had a heart attack and she's laying there. So I didn't know, you know, how could I blame the guardian if it was a heart attack, you know. But it, it was proven that it was starvation. Um, so I'm, I'm texting Tamisha. Oh, my God. I said God's healing her, and I was telling her this, too, on the text. Her color's coming back. God is healing her, blah, blah, blah. Then when I come to my senses, I left her a voice text. You know, like you can leave voice text and she can get the text and it's actually my voice talking. And yeah. I'm crying my eyes out to Tamisha saying, Tamisha, why didn't you tell me my mom was this bad? And I'm crying my eyes out. And I'm like, my God. So I think that one scared her. And I guess it should. But uh, yeah. so two days later, she sends me a text back, and all this is proof, honey. I, and I've sent all this proof to the probate judges already. All of it, I copied all the texts. I've got so much paperwork going on here. This woman, I don't think, will ever see the light of day. If She just better hope she don't have a record because she, she'll be in trouble. Wow. Uh, two, so two days later, she tells me, get her back to that room. She had an important medical appointment i said excuse me i've already talked to my doctor here that saved my mom my mom's life three times already i said she's already got a doctor coming in the morning my doctor told me later on she called down there and this she'll be a witness too she called down there and told my doctor do not treat wanda oh wow Okay, well, you know what? By this point, God already healed her and brought her back almost from dead. She just she just needed some, you know, fluids or whatever, the hospital, and then she ended up getting it. Uh, and to tell you the end of the story real quick, she is, she's doing great. She's in a rehab, but, of course, see, now she's caught, and she's making sure my mom's okay now, and my mom's yeah. in a good rehab. I'm sure, I mean, my mom don't like it, but it's, Right now yeah. is where she is. Of course, I'm not allowed yeah. to see her, although I'm the one that saved her life. And they oh they, they lied to my mom, told my mom that, well, that was, she kidnapped you. And, uh, well, it's already on a police report. I took it to the courthouse, showed the clerk, court clerks, told them what the guardian did, showed them the pictures, how mom was almost dead. I said, what do I do? They said, well, just let the police station know that you showed this stuff and tell them to make a police report. Well, see, that was good that I went to the courts, and it's a good thing that these courts are very honest 
because guess what? It got those Brownstown cops on the ball, the ones that hate me so bad and that uh-huh. really don't want to help, you know, help me do anything. Guess what? They were forced to do their job. And I let them know. Wow. I just came back from the courthouse, and they told me to tell you guys to start making reports. Guess what? There's an investigation going on, big time. Wow. And, it's, and it's on there written that mom said, yes, I want to go with my daughter because they tried to get me for kidnap. They thought that the demons wow. in my mom would turn on me, and they could put me in jail again. All right. Now, here's the thing. It is now legal in every state, in every state, to starve people with dementia or mental illness to death. And they do it on a daily basis. Hospice is nothing but a killing machine. Um, They make big bucks euthanizing people. But the first thing they do is call futility of care. And any doctor anywhere in the world can make that call whether they've ever seen you or they haven't. And oh my God! They call fertility of care, and then they start what they call palliative care, which is actually euthanasia. And the first thing they do is they withdraw all medical treatment stops immediately. They have reclassified food and water as medical treatment, not as a human right. Oh my God! So the first oh thing they go is food and water, and they starve oh them and God. dehydrate them to death. And then they say that I have uh, hospice is really bad. Um, they'll come in and tell the family we're not feeding them because they forgot how to swallow. Yeah. Well, they didn't forget. You drug them up so bad they can't. And right. Yeah, and then the see lacking hydration. After four days of no hydration, your organs start shutting down. A very painful process. And so, of course, people will cry out and moan, and they come in with the first of the kill shots. You don't want them to suffer, do you? Do you? Right. And they right. start loading them up with drugs, mostly morphine, cut with Haldol, Seroquel, or any number of drugs. Ativan is a favorite. And they drug them, right. and they drug them, and they drug them till the prednisone uh, and all of this stuff. And the morphine shuts down the lungs. And um, your body's already so weakened by then. Uh, you can be put in jail if you try to hydrate them, like misting their mouth because their tongue will swell and everything. Um, you can be put in jail for doing that. Uh, oh, my for, God. If you try to give them food, you can be arrested. Uh, oh, my they, God. They are marked for death. And this is this is going on now in every state. It <laughs> oh is legal God. in every state. I got state. her so bad. She's going to get it yep. in this court system where I live. Yeah. She's going to get it. And then it will end up in Detroit. Yep. See, the, the beauty about it all happening in my house is it's got to start in my, my city. Then – uh, it'll go to Detroit, and those bad boys will have to behave because these guys over here are watching them. That's yeah. what happened with Mary Rowan. See, when it happened yeah. here at my house, it was in my court system, and Detroit yeah. had to uh, to to submit. Yeah, wow. it's always good when you aren't living in the same in the same. Like I'm, I'm glad I don't live in Montgomery County because if they ever. Yeah you know, try and, I don't, I mean, they already, Harvey's gone and they're, you know, but if they ever do, yeah. they have to come play in my backyard. They, right. I don't go yes. play in their backyard. And, right. um, yeah. And so that's why if you live in another state, you know, try, figure out what you can do to get them in your backyard. I know, um, uh, I gotta, I gotta tell Michael Volpe, 
he is waiting for Montgomery County to file a libel lawsuit against him. He loves calling them every time because I know they're listening right now. So yeah, I'm giving them <laughs> some, I'm giving them an idea. So anyway, he told yeah. me he sends he writes all his articles on Rebel Pundit. Yeah, hey guys, um, let me let him know. Google Rebel Pundit guardianship abuse. Uh, spreads to Pennsylvania. There's part one, part two, and part three. So there's three different non-related families. They tell the stories, and that's all Judge Odd. He's all in it. Anyway, then he sends emails to all these odd holes and calls them every, you know, all what he tells them, what he thinks about them. He writes articles, and he told me one time, he's like, I'm wait, I'm just waiting for one of them to take the bait. And they don't. So they're, I guess they're smart enough. But, Michael, he really wants them to come after them, and yeah. they don't do it. And the reason is, is because <laughs> no. that they'd have discovery. So, for example, yes. yeah, listen, so for example yes. if you called a serial killer, if you called a guardian a serial killer and you say, you know, I think so-and-so is a serial killer, and then that guardian is like, oh, my gosh, that's liable, blah, 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 then you – and you and you say you have to actually believe what you're saying. Like you don't want to just make stuff up. But like I could see very reasonable that anyone could say that they think their that guardian was a serial killer, especially when you meet all these other people and you know blah blah. blah. Um, yeah. And they need to open up the the medical records of their wards, and then I would be handing that stuff over to like federal DAs and you know state <laughs> like something out yeah. of. Yeah. And so that's why. That's why. So when you're gonna, when you want to call names, make sure you call names that could open up a medical records of yeah. all the words because they don't want that. And so anyway, exactly. Michael, Michael Volpe, always he's waiting, he's waiting, and he's in Chicago, so he's not in their play, he's not on their playground. He's living there in Chicago, and he's waiting on them. And right. so I always, wow. yeah, I always think that's you know. I love Michael. Um, he's he's a good yeah. one. Yeah, boy, he's, you don't he's, mess with you don't mess with people like us, boy. They don't like it. Yeah, he's waiting. He had someone take him to court. Wasn't there something? It was a totally different article. It wasn't a guardianship, and he wrote some article. I think he won. Someone in New York went after him, and Michael won. That was a couple years ago. Do you remember that? Anyway, yeah, that's great. So anyway, sometimes you just hide. You just you know. You just kind of notice that these things that, you know, they they try and bully you only so far, and then they they know, but they want you to fall for the bluff, too. So, yeah, yeah. you know. See, they don't like me because I speak into that uh, federal camera that's on, and you know how they try to take your due process away? Yeah. I, you know, I'm yes. a songwriter, so I know how to say things real fast, uh, you know, because I've learned to say uh, a whole life, life – uh, situation in three minutes and in in the you know in a song and uh when i'm in court i i just figure out what i got to say in in one sentence uh one time i told the the judge candace swagger she told me whatever you do say it fast (laughs) so yeah i i I was at uh court and everything was the judge's fault really you know because it all stops and starts with the judge so the judge this was with Mary Rowan and, and all this crazy stuff was going on just to make a, just give you the cream off the crop. And he was upset because he he said, uh, I was moving my head the wrong way. I guess I was like, you know, like just, he knew I didn't like it. 
and um, and he said, if you keep moving, you're, you, you, you need to leave. And I said, no, this is an open courtroom. And I said, and then I, and then I thought for a sec, and I said, sir, this would have been over a long time ago if you had just looked at the evidence. Boy, oh wow, he got mad at me, and he stood up and he said, you come in here with that attitude again, I'm putting you upstairs. And I said, and you will have violated my rights grossly, sir. He got so mad. He said, put her out in the hallway. If she makes one wrong move, you put her upstairs. So it turned out that it was a white bailiff because they were all black. And I'm not prejudiced. It's just the way it was. Yep. And the white guy uh, took me out there, and he's, he's giggling at me. It was just me and him. There was nobody. He was letting me know, you go, girl. And, I, and then you could see him change his face as he went back in there like he was really letting me have it, you know. Yeah. Uh, Mom said after I left that he said, I've got to take a five-minute break. I've got to gather myself. But I think he was kind of afraid the FBI people that were behind me in Texas. I think that's really what he was afraid of. He wasn't afraid of me. Uh, I was just the front man, you know. Uh, I, always yeah. talk, I always tell people, don't be a front man, but, you know, there's sometimes you just got to be the front man and take blows uh, to save somebody. Yeah. And I was, and I, and I was yep. proud to be the front man that day. Um, but, uh, yeah, they don't like it when you speak up. Matter of fact, uh, you get what you want, really, in a roundabout way when they know you're going to speak up because they don't want that federal camera hearing what you have to say. Wow. I don't know. We've yeah. had so many of these cases where people are absolutely slapped down and, um, you know, told they have no rights and to shut your mouth. And this is not the way court is supposed to proceed. And um, no. whether that person up there is calling themselves a judge or what they're calling them, they have an obligation to make sure you are heard. But they That's don't. Right. And, you um, have to take it. So and they, they don't like that. Yes. Right. Yep. And uh, it, there's too many times people go into court and find out that they know more about the law than the judge does. And um, yeah. it's just, you know, I think it's sad. You know, on the one hand, it's like uh, the Bar Association does everything it can. Uh, you know, you're practicing law without a license. I had that attorney tell me that out in D.C. after one of the summits. You're dangerously close to practicing law without a license. I said, so are you. You don't have any <laughs> license. you got a bar union news card. So if I'm guilty, you're you're guilty too. He got mad. Right. But I said, you don't have a license. I said, only the state can issue a license, and they never did. You never even applied <laughs> for one. And, um, yeah, and but you get this stuff from these people. But what they want, they're complaining now that people are becoming um, armchair lawyers. In other words, you're accessing the law, and you're reading it for yourself, and, you know, you're gathering all this information you weren't supposed to do that. They were convinced you were stupid and you didn't care. And here you right. are talking the law. They don't want you doing that. Um, right. Because what do you need them for once you once – you, uh, Reverend Ralphie, did you, did you use the law in any way to benefit you? I tried, but uh, they – you know, when you have a crooked judge, uh, you know, yeah. no matter what you try to ask, they just shut you down. And yeah. uh, I, I have a couple of questions for Sharman. Uh, what state was your mother declared incapacitated in? Uh, Detroit, Michigan. What are the standards uh, for 
uh, Michigan to determine if somebody is incapacitated? Oh, they don't have no rules. They it's it just if they want to. Uh, just anybody's compat. If you bring somebody, like you said uh, on your show at the beginning, Marty, it says anybody can get guardianship over you. All you have to do is go down to that courthouse and file. And uh, guess what? You're in front of the judge. That's why I tell people if they do that, why are you even showing up? They can't do yeah. nothing if you don't show up. Yeah. But yeah. But my but my question is. When you go before a judge, uh, or the, if this guardian to be is in front of a judge, don't they have to give a reason to uh, prove that that person needs to be guardianized? No. Well, uh, yeah. Right. Go ahead, Marty. Marty yeah. Knows. No, they don't. Uh, they aren't required. They simply have to make the statement, and you're in front of a hearing examiner, who isn't bound by the rules of evidence. And right. so they simply have to make the statement so it's like as if it's written with the finger of God. There's no evidence supplied, and the few times <laughs> that it is, um, what they do is it's somebody they've hired to give a specific opinion. And I always use um, that case we had here some years ago where I got the file on it in it, and I don't know if this was intentionally added so I'd see it or if it was an accident, but it was from the psychiatrist that worked routinely with this probate tribunal. And it said, based on what others have told me, this person suffers from bipolar disorder. Um, so put that in there. If that doesn't work, let me know. I'll write you up something else. Yeah. That's how crooked this say. mess is. Yep. Well, you know, but now that, have to... you know, that's a good question Go because that brings me back to uh, what when my mom was on drugs, uh, yeah. the police over here told me the only way I could help my mom was to get guardianship over. So that's when I went to a social worker, and I said, I don't know what this is, but I'm trying to help my mom. All I'm doing is inquiring, trying to figure out what's going on, how I can help my mom. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm in the courts. Uh, this girl, turns out she's a, she, she knew the game and led me straight right into the devil's den over there at Detroit Court Clerk. Yeah. And she wow. went over there and basically told him she's trying to get her mom off drugs, and that's what deemed my mom. I didn't know what wow. I was doing. I was just trying right. to get my mom off drugs. Yeah. This is, this is Reverend Ralph again. Uh, I, this week I went to three different uh, nursing homes for a friend to find a nice room for that person, and I was talking to the directors at each one. Would you believe all three had seen the movie I Care A Lot on Netflix? Oh, wow. I found that very interesting. All three had yeah. seen it. And I was explaining about guardianship corruption, and they just couldn't believe it was that bad. I mean, they just could not yeah. believe that it was that yeah. screwed up, fouled up, and messed up. Yeah. And for yeah. Charmin, uh, I like to mention my website it's called protectmyparents.us, and I have a section in there about uh, con- how to contact me. But I, I, it's a beautiful website, and it has a lot of other people's uh, websites uh, that deal with guardianship corruption with links to them. And it's a useful guide for people that are just getting taken into this business. Uh, it's not a system. It's just a business. 
of legal yeah. guardianship. And I'm hoping that people can get some good information out of it. And for those people in Pennsylvania, there's a superior court case from about six or seven years ago called the Rosengarten case. It's on the front page, the home page of my website. And it's about 35 pages long. It's a superior court case. And it's a lot of technical legalese in there, but it is understandable. And one of the things it says is that uh, a person, even though they're incapacitated, they still have rights in Pennsylvania, and they have the right to determine certain things uh, for them. And I think it's interesting that that people, unfortunately, do believe what they're told without checking it out, and that could be the worst thing for them. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's so many laws, and I guess uh, Montgomery County has special laws just for their county, especially when you want to contest the will. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, they're special, only in their county. So I'm sure they have all these other special only in their county laws for, you know, all this kind of corruption that's going on. And the average person, you walk into this and you're, you don't, you, there's no way you can know every law. And you have right. no idea. These laws were not And there's no way to, to know what she talked about the tribal. How, there's no way people understand that. Yeah. Well, yeah. and the thing is, is that the sheeple think, oh, the laws are all written. They're good. They're moral. They're ethical. No, honey, they're not. Please. They're not written nope. to protect you at all. They're written for them. Yes. And so to people protect walk them. into it thinking. Yep. Yeah. They think they walk in and they think, oh, court of law. This is going to have integrity, you know. I mean, integrity in Montgomery County, like, that's like a joke. And so, because I know they're listening. I mean, you're not walking into anything to do with ethics or integrity. It's these laws were written to benefit the lawyers and the judges and the guardians and everyone connected. Their pocketbook is their wallet. They lust and they greed. They covet after what you have, and they yes. want it, and that's yes. how they get it, and they pass this law. And so the average person, you know, walks in, and they they think it's like Ten Commandment law or something, and that's, yes. it's like the opposite. It's the opposite, you know. Yeah. Yeah. This is Reverend Ralph again. Sharman, did you ever think of going to the news media to uh, expose this? Or to yes, we, time that uh, the first guardian that kidnapped my mom, I did go, and we made a big stink. And now they regularly warn people here in in Michigan against CPS, APS coming to your house. Don't open the doors. And they uh, they've had a few of our friends on there, uh, uh, and they even went into the courts. And lo and behold, Marty, this one they let go because the the TV cameras was in the in the in the courtroom. Oh, yeah, wow. we exposed a lot of people here. Mm-hmm. Wow. But but right Michigan now, at is this a point, hon. At this point, I I don't need to do that. Um, the 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 crazy thing about my mom is uh, she really ain't that crazy. That's why I know it's uh, yeah. spiritual. Uh, she goes in that courtroom and. She runs them judges. Oh. They literally give her what she wants. Um, uh, so, like, she'll go in there, and she has terminated so many guardians on her own. 
So what we're doing is uh, I just filed to terminate the, the, the guardian, and I sent all the evidence. I sent all the police investigations that's going on right now, let them know serious, and a few other surprise things that I can't talk about uh, that's, that's scaring them real good. Uh, so basically what will happen is they'll terminate the guardianship, and, and I'm to the point where uh, I, I actually was going to try to be guardian, but then I saw that mom was still had some troubles going on, although she right. is doing much better much mm-hmm. this this is what i'm telling you god is god when when all of this other stuff ain't working you guys turn to jesus and god and the holy spirit because i'm telling you things are happening for me that that i don't know how it's happening i'm just like this guy helping me get these little surprise things going on i mean just things come my way where they let go of me they leave me alone they leave stuff alone uh so once I saw mom was still had still had some, a little bit of trouble going on, I uh, the nurse that actually let me mom use her cell phone to call me while she was in the nursing home, uh, before the guardian took her out and put her in the group home, she told me get your mother out of here, and I'm and sending me texts this this. Uh, she called Adult Protective Services on them, and then she t- she thought she was going to get her job back, but they they fired her because she called Adult Protective Services on them, and she couldn't come back. But two people died of starvation while she was in there, which goes along with what you were saying, Marty. Just let them starve to death. Yep. Now, and I didn't know that was a law, so that didn't yep. that's making sense now why they're just letting people starve to death. Um, uh, and she had seven other people that she told Adult Protective Services about um, and sent me texts, get your mother out of here. They're starving them. If they don't show up time for dinner, they don't get it. If they don't show up yep. in, in time for their medicines, they don't get it. They talk to them like they're in jail. She's got, I've got all this on text. So I'm yep. sending all these texts to the guardian because, remember, I told you I thought we were getting along and working together. Yeah. Um, yeah. So – uh, I uh, kept telling her to get my mom out, um, and uh, as a matter of fact, I sent her a real thick packet with all these uh, text messages in there to remind her how she uh, told on herself. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so this all went to the judge. So pretty much, she told me that she wanted to open up her own place because she saw there was such a need for people to really, you know. I said, well, look, you yeah. would deserve it. Because I seen how you took care of my mother, and if it wasn't for you letting my mom use that phone, I wouldn't even know what even happened to my mom. Yeah, she would have been dead, Marty. They would have killed her. But yeah. this is what yeah. I'm telling you. With pray- I, I was praying every day, and I mean praying, guys. Like Jesus is my friend. Like He's looking at me right in the face. That's how I was praying. Like Lord, I'm looking at you right now. I was in the spirit trying to figure out, just picture him in my room and everything. God show me way to go um and these just all these miraculous things led to my mom not dying and literally god's timing is never late because i got there if i would have got there uh another day she would have been dead one more day and here i just came back from nashville marty now now that's that's spiritual now can't deny that and uh look at look at i I was always kind of get things done myself. I got to, if it's going to get done, I got to do it. But you know what? It don't work that way with this system. And you know that Marty, 
But yeah. when you're when yeah. you're praying and you're 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 serious about getting with the Lord and on something like this, boy, I'll tell you what things happen that you don't you know it, it was somebody out there doing it. Um, but yeah. so 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 pretty much, she told me she wanted to be guardian, and the Lord showed me. I know it was the Lord um, that mom when she started getting showing the, her troubledness again, and I. And I'm like, Lord, what do I do? Oh, my God. And then when the, the nurse said, Sherman, I would love to be guardian over your mother. And I said, well, I know wow. you would take good care of her. So she's already sent an affidavit of all the stuff that went on in the nursing home. So that goes along with me uh, telling the guardian, please get my mom out of there. And I've got all the text, uh, all the proof. Um, and she and I, and I even told, she even said she can stay with me. She said, maybe this is a divine appointment for me to start my home. I said, well, it just might be. I said, if anybody I trust being with my mom, never met her in my life, just talking to her and what she did for my mom. Uh, yeah, I just, gave a phone. Uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so to answer your question, uh, Reverend Ralph, uh, I, I'm not really worried about uh, too much because my mom takes care of herself. And 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 now I've got a guardian, and I and I know that this will be a good this will be a, a good for a, a time for my mom right now, and so I'm pretty much you know they're not going to let me speak. And at this point, I really don't want to speak because I know they ain't going to do nothing. They've seen the evidence; they know she's in trouble. If I go down to this courthouse where I live, that girl's in trouble. So they already know. So I hope they don't. I hope they just say, "Yep, you can have it. Goodbye." Point. I'm, I don't care to talk in court because the talking was done when I sent them an inch uh, packet, uh, 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 an inch tall. So th- they've got all the evidence, and plus the little surprises that they know about now, uh, they, they they're gonna let go of me. Everyone needs to move to your town where the judges are not corrupt. Let me tell that you, would be, what I'm telling you guys, yeah. I got them all trained. I yeah. Got them all trained. They all know this how to do like, their jobs now. <laughs> oh, my God. It's encouraging to hear. Yes. It's actually encouraging. Brownstown, Michigan. Wow. Well, it's called Downriver, and then, you, you know, you, of course, you've got a number of cities. Woodhaven is where the court's at. Wow. Yeah, and I even got all these cops trained. They leave me alone. They leave everybody else alone, and their word is no more good in the courtroom. If they get somebody, boy, they better be able to back it up now because it's me. I told both of Way them to judges. Go. I, I told both of them judges. I said, uh, there's only one good cop in this uh, whole Brownstown police station, and it's a woman. And let me tell you about this. This is another thing that, that why I tell you to, to uh, get on your knees. That, okay. Rewinding back to the Mary Rowan thing. Remember the prosecutor that told me to get the evidence out of her face? Yeah. When I was representing myself? Okay, and I got her fired? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I've been bragging on this one cop for months, and uh, somebody that's pretty powerful over here has been, you know, having coffee with me. And uh, I've, I've been bragging about this one cop to him. And he let me brag for two months before he told me what he was going to tell me. And we're at coffee one day, and I kept saying, I just cannot believe there's only one good cop over there, and it's a blonde woman. 
and he said, uh, he said, well, you know who that is, don't you? I said, who? He goes, uh, Tulak, the cop you're talking about. I said, yeah, she's a cop. I said, she's a good one. He said, that's your prosecutor. Wow, wow, wow. So I find yeah. out later she gave her heart to the Lord, started serving God, uh and and I asked her that when everything was all over, she came to the house, something happened where she had to come to the house and I'm looking at her in awe, thinking this cannot be her. This woman was after my throat. And I'm just like I was stumped, y'all. And I said the only answer wow. is she had to come to Jesus. That was that's the only answer unless Jesus done something. So I asked her, I said, so she, she was not expecting this, and I'm standing out on my porch with her, and I said, Tulox, I said, do you know that I just found out who you really were? And she looked up at me, and I said, wow. I said, did you become a Christian or something? She said, yes, I did. She said, I give my heart to Jesus. And then she started talking about Mary Rowan. She goes, yeah, Mary Rowan was wrong. She had me convinced, blah, blah, blah. But see, these prosecutors don't even know their jobs, y'all. That's why yeah. you've got to do your own homework. You've got to be your own prosecutor. You've got to be your own attorney. And when these prosecutors come at you, you've got to find a way, convince them that you know you're right. <laughs> I mean, this this woman told me to get the evidence out of her face. How did yeah. she feel justified telling me that? See, at that time, I'm like, oh, she found uh, a new uh, business where she could make millions of dollars still in the elderly. That's what I thought right. he was after. Yeah. Yeah. And all and, right. Uh, yep. Go ahead. We we got about we got about three minutes left here. This has gone really fast. Um, yes. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. But uh, we'll follow up on this, Sharman, and do more with you. Follow you on through this case. And um, Sounds good. At least now I know I got your song loaded. Lord, I could just yeah. kill you sometimes. And, <laughs> uh, but it's we got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but oh, if it, anybody it, wants it, that song, Marty, let me tell them oh. where to get it, and they can get it for free. Okay. Okay. And uh, it's uh, everybody get a pen. www dot, and you've got to do the w's, or it'll go to the main site. Reverb okay. Nation. That's R E V E R B N A T I O N dot com forward slash and here's my name. You gotta spell it right. S H A R M I A N. Okay, you can get it, download it for free. It, it'll require your email. But you won't be getting no uh, emails from me, so don't worry about it. But you all can have okay. it for free. And there's other songs there you can have. Take It's all for the taking. And tell a friend. They're all so amazing. And you allowed us to use your song in uh, Harvey's um, guardianship video that uh, my sister did. And that's almost at a thousand shares right now. Well, so, let me tell well, everybody, anybody wants to use my song, permission. Okay. You can yeah. use it All right. so for beautiful. your guardianship. If you want to make videos with it, you've got my permission. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, if you Marty, yeah. if you want to use it on any of your shows, you're more than welcome. Don't even have to ask. 
Well, thank you. I love that yes, song. Yes, Beautiful, beautiful song. It is. And uh, I wrote that song about my mom. As as a, you know, I've been talking about how she's troubled. Um, I was so many years I hated my mom because she just destroyed things. And uh, I come to the point one life I had to be the Lord where I just realized that I have to help my mom. And I, I didn't want any more regrets, and I wanted my re- last regret to be my last regret. And I can say now, if she dies today, I have no more regrets. And that's why I wrote that song, because I love my mom wow. so much, and she's troubled, and, and uh, I don't want any more regrets. That last one was my last. Wow. And I've done everything I could to protect her, and uh, I have no regrets. Wow. Excellent. Yep. Uh, Reverend Ralph, yeah. you want to give out your website again, too? It's uh, protectmyparents.us. Thank you. Okay. Yes. And, Kazi, I don't know what I'm going to do with you anyway. <laughs> oh, uh, real fast. Uh, can you have uh, all of our friends send you ideas of how to change the laws for my friend? He's got a big influence sure. now. Yes. Okay, where, yes. can send, yes. where can they send their ideas to, uh, Marty? TSRAD1 at Outlook.com. T as in Tom? Yep. S as in Sally. Rad, R-A-D. The number one at Outlook.com. Perfect. And you just forward those to me, and I'll forward them to him. But he changed some okay. laws in our prison system around the United States. Uh, he was oh, there wow. was so much craziness going on while he was in there. He said it, yep. and and he changed some laws, and it was inhumane when he was in there. And now it's not so inhumane. Wow. Yep. Chimney. Wow. We're out of time, everybody. Thank you for tuning inhumane. in, and we will we will see you next week. Again, thanks for tuning in. Good night, everyone. Good night.